0: He just runs right into the pack. Oh, I man. wonder if he's got damage. Look at that tire. Almost went into the, into the crowd as well. Almost this went onto
1: the front straight away. Elio trying to get sneaky. Maury then... Rose, a two-time winner, takes the lead from Faulkner. That's the way they finish the first lap.
0: All right. We are joined this afternoon by Cody Ware driving again this weekend for Dale Coyne and Rick Ware Racing. Cody, it's a little toasty all weekend. How uh, how's it driving through the streets
1: in Nashville? No, it's super awesome. You know, had a had a few issues with the brakes yesterday in practice. Got everything sorted today, so I feel like today is kind of my first day actually getting some proper laps in. But I mean, to be downtown racing through across the bridge and down in downtown is a pretty uh, surreal experience. So. Definitely a very steep learning curve, but, you know, happy to be here. Yesterday,
0: from yesterday to today, I think you gained you know, roughly four seconds a lap, three seconds a lap, somewhere yeah. around there. Was it the brakes was the main kind of thing that you worked on that you were able to you know get some more confidence in the car
1: yeah so i guess they re- they rebuilt the brakes after mid ohio with ryan norman okay. and there was a bunch of air pockets in the master cylinder so we actually weren't even building any brake temperature in the rear brakes so uh, obviously a major issue especially on the street circuit once we got that sorted today i mean immediately on our i think our second timed lap we were four four seconds quicker so a bunch of brake issues but um definitely tough not having any sim sim time and having all the issues with the break yesterday. So kind of going into qualifying with really only 10 or 12 really proper laps. So it's definitely going to be a big learning curve. Uh, You know, Road America went really well. And I think that being at a track that I was pretty familiar with definitely helped kind of ease some of those growing pains, getting thrown into my first street circuit. And, you know, in a situation like this is definitely very daunting. I think I'm definitely getting more of... You know, I have a lot more respect for what Jimmy's been going through just because you know I'm definitely getting the, the rough end of that stick right now this weekend. But still glad to be here. Just uh, you know, want to keep not making mistakes and showing people that we're going to be respectful about how we take the approach in any car. Okay.
0: I'll, I'll keep uh, I'll keep asking away here. Um, it's hot, like I mentioned. It's like I don't know, we're somewhere around six thousand degrees, which means it's about eight thousand degrees in the car. Is it? tough to adjust to is that the wind scoop that they put on top of the air screen helpful at
1: all i actually haven't had the wind scoop put on yet we're gonna wait till okay. race day to put it on um for me it's not been too bad um you know even throughout my nascar crew i had very little You're cooling to it. systems yeah. uh you know we didn't have the trick 10 thousand dollar systems the guys like Hendricks and Gibbs and things like that had yeah. so i'm used to like dying in the race car with the heat <laughs> so um, i mean it's definitely warm and i'm sweating quite a bit out there even in practice but yeah. it's not anything that i'm not used to i mean even even though i'm hot i've been way hotter in the cup car so i feel like from if anything this weekend being a nascar driver is definitely playing to my advantage just a little bit from that yeah. from that aspect i think endurance won't be an issue this weekend
0: so one of the things I heard yesterday was the kind of from the street to the bridge and the bridge to the street was where you could kind of lose a little bit because of the differences in surface and the bumps and whatnot. I think they ground down some of those bumps today. Did it feel better out there today? Or is,
1: is that pretty tricky to get used to? Um, I know that they ground down a little bit, especially into the entrance of turn four, back yeah. to the transition to the asphalt. Um, Couldn't quite tell so much. I mean, again, you know, we're just now getting our grips today this morning, but um, it felt a little bit better. I think it's still a pretty hairy because it's right before the braking zone. So, you know, making sure the car is pointed and set up right before you get on the brakes hard going into turn four is a bit tricky, but I think that's part of what makes a street course a street course is you have a lot more variables than you would on a traditional circuit. So um, you just kind of have to, you know, drive accordingly. But I think that once you get into race conditions, it's going to be a very – very hairy experience you know, even on even on warm-up laps and getting heat in the tires you know even just being in, in minor traffic in the air you know all, you know around a bunch of other cars you can feel the difference in how little grip the bridge has and especially with those bumps i think that um trying to find some clean air especially getting into the, those braking zones and turn four and turn nine it's gonna be pretty crucial for keeping your car in one piece tomorrow so we've seen on five six guys have some
0: issues
2: You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals that you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you.
1: Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and sound talent media called Pit Lane Parlay.
0: throughout the weekend have you noticed whether it's more of a this place is super sketch and you know pretty pretty tough to uh to adapt to or is it more just kind of finding the limit of the car at a track they've never been to
1: it's a little bit of both i mean obviously yeah guys that race street courses all the time I mean, you have several on the schedule every year but um obviously it's not like a traditional circuit where you can kind of put two wheels off or get in the grass a little bit you know finding the limits is a bit different here because if you push past the limits on a regular circuit, you might get a little dusty or get some rocks or some dirt on your tires versus here you're gonna be fixing body body parts and tires and wheels and things like that. So um, I definitely think that, you know, I think even during the race you're gonna see lap times continue to pick up. Maybe not past qualifying times on the reds, but I think that you're gonna see people improve and find speed throughout the whole weekend because this is a very unique track and especially over turn six, seven, eight, nine, you know, it's just a very super tight super narrow you're fighting for grip even going 35 miles an hour so um, some people get a little little squirrely through that tight section oh it's nuts i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna be keeping my eyes out very very uh very cognizant of what's going on over there because it seems like if you have a deal where like scott Dixon yeah spun on the exit of turn four i mean there was barely a car width to get around him on the right side of the on the exit so being aware of that making sure you find kind of an escape route when things go south which it's going to at some point tomorrow i think that's Going to be, I think, playing smart is going to be just as important as being fast tomorrow.
2: That was going to be my question: is what kind of strategy do you think you need? Because you don't want to go out early, right, bust the wall, and and lose it. But you don't want to it to end up in a parade either.
1: Yeah, I think I think basically, you know, given given our current speed situation, you know, I'm going to treat this a lot like I would almost kind of treat a plate race, you know, at a Daytona Talladega. You know, we want to. We wanna hang hang there and be a part of the pack, but we don't want to try to go racing and be a dice it up too early because even though we're gonna be restarting on the bridge, so we'll have time to kind of fan out and get ready before we get to turns one, two, and three, I think you're gonna see a lot of, of piling, a lot of touching wheels and things like that. And so my number one goal above all else is to pick checkered flag tomorrow. And, I think that as long as we can continue to be smart and respectable like that, we'll have a good day tomorrow. And so I think you're going to be fighting attrition and fighting the track more so than you are going to be racing the guys around you. Yeah.
0: I've got one more. So we we have your teammate, Roman Grosjean, who will be doing his first oval in a couple weeks. When is that? Gateway a couple weeks? Yeah. Two yeah. Weeks. So is there any chance you'll be in an IndyCar Oval? Obviously, probably not this year, but maybe next year, is that something you're looking towards, expanding what you're, what you're doing on the IndyCar side of things?
1: Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. You know, I'm having to kind of make some decisions now on what we're going to do for the 22 season. I think that probably going to be full-time cup again next year, and it's really going to be, you know, tough to kind of try to find some spots. I don't think I'm going to be able to kind of skimp out on the cup races like I have this year. You know, thankfully, this is the last cup race I'm missing. I'll be doing double duty at in Indy next weekend, but, um, to try to find uh, some spots where I can still do a little bit of everything. You know, road racing is my passion. So to, so to be a part of this and do this, but also after doing the test at Texas and at Indy, you know, I'd really like to get the chance to drive an oval. And me and Dale have talked about it a bunch. So I think it's a possibility. It's going to be a, just a big question mark as far as how the schedules line up next yeah.
2: year. Hey, I have one more now. Since you mentioned the doubleheader, how hard is that going from IndyCar car to a cup car essentially in the same weekend this time?
1: I was talking about that with somebody earlier, and I, th- I actually don't think it's going to be difficult. The cars are so dramatically different that switching, flipping the switch between Indy mode and NASCAR mode, I think will be pretty simple. You know, if you were going from like maybe a prototype to an Indy car where there's only minor differences in driving style, I think that would be kind of hard to you know, flip the switch in your in your head from the nuances of that versus this. You're going to be super aggressive on entry, you know, getting on the brakes and getting off super quick. Versus the Cup car is just going to be slow, long. Grabbing gears with the stick shift, you know. So it's. I think it's going to be such a different experience than going between the two. Won't be that big of a deal. I think I. The biggest issue I had actually was at Road America with NASCAR a few weeks ago when I did Cup, Xfinity, and Trans Am with the TA1 cars, and going between all those cars, which are actually fairly similar, really kind of messed with my head, and actually I think I ended up doing more harm than good that weekend because they were a little too similar to each other, and so. I I think it'll be fun, and I think just to actually pull it off and and be a part of both, I think it's going to be a really cool experience. Awesome, man. Well, best of luck. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chappacasino.com.